0: All right, let's be real about something. As we get older, get kids, pets, multiple jobs, it becomes harder and harder to find the right time to connect to your partner. But when you do get that sliver of a moment, you need to be ready. That's where Blue Chew comes in. Blue Chew is the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know it works. Blue Chew is prescribed online and shipped straight to your door in a discreet package, so no in-person doctor's visit, no waiting in the pharmacy, best of all, no more awkwardness. Right now, we've got a special deal for our listeners. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first order free when you use our special promo code ARMCHAIR. Just pay $5 shipping. Again, that's BlueChew.com promo code ARMCHAIR to try it free. Luchu is the better, cheaper, faster choice, and we thank them for sponsoring the podcast. You are listening to The Bird Calls on the Armchair All American Network. For more on your pelicans, go to iTunes, search The Bird Calls, and subscribe today. What's up, fellas fans? Welcome to another episode of the Bird Calls podcast. I'm your host contributor to the BirdRights.com and Bleacher Report, Preston Ellis. Today, I'm enclosing another excerpt from the podcast, Hardwood Knocks, hosted by Bleacher Report contributors Dan Favalli and Andy Bailey. I think you're all going to enjoy hearing some national writers coming around, getting excited about our Pelicans, much as Stan Van Gundy did yesterday on ESPN. They even ruminate about what it would take for the Pelicans to pass the Lakers in the win column. Very cool stuff. For more on them, you can follow Dan for. Valley or Andrew D Bailey on Twitter. And of course, follow their podcast, Hardwood Knox. Now we've got a lot more content coming this week with some very special guests. So if you haven't already subscribed, please do so. And please share this podcast with your friends.
1: I, I wouldn't disagree with you there. And I would definitely be more, I'm, I'm more likely to agree with you on what you said on the Timberwolves than what you're about to say on the Pelicans. <laughs> they're <laughs> they're over under is 39.5. They won 33 games last year. I think I hinted at it but what did you give them?
2: I'm going over on the Pelicans and I I might feel more confident on this one than I do on the Timberwolves despite the over under being uh, 4 wins higher. I think they're going to be um just good. I don't I you know I don't I'm not sure they're going to make the playoffs or anything like that but I think they're going to be a good basketball team. Um Drew Holiday is now I think he's the new like perennial, perennially underrated guy uh in the NBA and now they added another one in in Derek favors. Um JJ Reddick has been a real solid veteran for years. He just averaged 18 points a game last season. They've got a bunch of good, uh just sort of sturdy veteran players who know what they're doing. And they're getting they're getting Lonzo Ball and Brandon Ingram right around the time that they should or theoretically make a leap. Um you know I've been lower on Ingram than a lot of people, but I think he's looked better than I expected in the preseason. And and you know how I feel about Lonzo ball. I mean, the shot notwithstanding, he can do just about everything else on a basketball court. And then obviously the big, big (laughs) Nick, excuse me. The big, big name here is uh, Zion Williamson, who I was, you know, I felt like I was about as high as everyone is on him and his potential coming into the league. And he looks even better than I could have imagined. I mean, (laughs) A lot of the same stuff that I was amazed by with him in college is still happening against NBA athletes. He takes off from like halfway through the paint, hangs in the air longer than any defender, takes a couple bumps, hits that finger roll. Um, His body control and his touch around the rim is just unbelievable. And I know there's a big question mark with his shot and, and maybe that never comes all the way around, but at least he's willing to take him. He's hit a couple threes here in the preseason and i think if you have a guy who is as uh much an anomaly physically as he is and can get to the rim as easily as he can um i think he'll be fine as as he figures out how to shoot um the other thing about him that uh, before i let you go is his off ball um basketball iq is is just off the charts to me it it usually takes nba players a couple years to figure out um you know, where do I need to be when player X dribbles this way? Uh, where do I, you know, where do I go to chase this offensive rebound? Um, which part of the court should I sneak into when the defense goes here? All, all this kind of stuff. He, he has instincts off the ball that are just incredible to me. He finds the open spot um, seemingly on every possession, and he's got players who will find him the ball when he gets there. Like, you know, Lonzo Ball has great vision. Drew Holiday has good vision. Um, I I think he's going to be even better than I thought he would be, which is pretty wild because I thought he was going to be fantastic in year one. So I think that, I think the Pelicans are going to be just a good solid team this year.
1: I have no rationale to go the under other than I really am trying to stop myself from buying too much into the preseason. Zion yeah. Williamson has looked absolutely dominant. I I really want to pick the over. That was my gut instinct when I saw that, but. I'm assuming that they are going to cater to development a little bit, or maybe a ton, and so I'm assuming that Zion Williamson, if he, if even if he starts absurdly like he has in the preseason, will there be some sort of a rookie wall there, like we we saw with Doncic last year? Um, are they going to invest time in seeing what they have in Jackson Hayes instead of going with some maybe more proven or effective front court combinations? Uh, what is are, how much are they going to invest in, in Brandon Ingram because he's going to be a restricted free agent this year? That that seems like a guy that they're going to need to give minutes to. And so you look at this roster, it's so deep that it almost undermines picking the over to me because I feel like they, they have to wear a lot of different hats then. And for them to hit the over, I feel like they need to lean more toward the veterans. And maybe maybe I'm wrong, but I, I, that's what I would think. and. Perhaps J.J. Reddick's playing time gets impacted, um, especially because of how well Nikhil Alexander-Walker has played. You know that is my large adult son. So yeah, there's that. And then I'm, I'm also just trying to account for, hey, it's preseason, and maybe we're boarding the hype train too soon. But look, I tell you, between what Lonzo, uh, Nikhil Alexander-Walker, and Zion Williamson have done in the preseason, it's been awfully difficult to not be incredibly high on the Pelicans. I I'm insanely high on their future. I just think this season, I I feel like there's this consensus rush to coronate these younger teams. And this squad might just need a little bit more time. I fully recognize though, that it all, it also seems like their ceiling might be mid forties or higher right now.
2: Listen to these numbers real quick before we move on <laughs> again, preseason caveat. He's played four games. Zion Williamson, 27.2 minutes, 23.3 points on 12.3 field goal attempts per game. I mean that that is just ludicrous. Um taking that many shots, 12, which isn't a lot, but but nearly doubling your field goal attempts with points at over at a double digit shot attempt is, is just wild. And and one of the reasons I'm not quite as worried about the preseason caveat with him um as i might be with other players is one of the most impressive displays that he put on he was guarded by rudy gobert for a lot of it and i think most of the listeners probably know how i feel about rudy gobert i've i've considered him to be the most impactful defender in the nba for uh, four seasons now no, um you <laughs> so so for zion to really just take it at him with Fearlessness, the way that he did in that preseason game, was eye-opening to me. Um, I've got his shot chart pulled up, and then you know that's obviously not great media for a podcast. But um, <laughs> there's just a big, <laughs> there's a big green blob. I mean, it's supposed to be individual green circles for every make, but there's just a big green mess around the rim for him. And I, I just, I think he's already one of the best finishers in the NBA. Um, so uh, the, he's <laughs> He is going to be a league pass appointment viewing uh, all season long. And again, I think, I think the Pelicans are just going to be solid.
1: I might just tag this podcast as the Pelicans Outlook podcast at this point. <laughs> uh, look, you said it to people. there were, uh, some of them were jokes, but there were people who were saying like, let's see Zion do it outside of three feet. Basically. And then he hit a three in that game, which was, which was funny. But even if he, look, if that's going to be the green blob in front of the basket, you said, it. Yeah. If he's so good at moving who off the ball cares.
2: Yep. Um, I, am, I have the same. I mean, I think it's a little bit worse um, with Ben Simmons just because he hasn't been willing to take them. But I've had the same general point. Like if you can get to the rim and shoot within three feet, that's probably what you want to do. So I, I I have no problem with him taking some time figuring out his shot.
1: The also Nikhil Alexander Walker, though, preseason caveat. Look, I can do this too. 29.3 <laughs> 29. points. 9.3 assists, 5.4 boards, two steals per 36 minutes Whoa. on a 43.5, 42.3, 81.8 shooting slash. He has been,
2: they're going to be good, man.
1: But that's my, my whole thing is that I'm I'm trying to say there has to be some drop off here in the regular season. If not right away, at least as it lengthens, or at least because you think that the Pelicans are going to invest more time in, in developing others. I, it feels counterintuitive. I want to pick the over so much. it just I don't want to rush the coronation of this team. I'm actually trying to do them a favor so it was what do fun- you think go ahead this
2: this is my my favorite like sub topic uh for the season that's probably wild like really really unlikely um what what would you put the chances of the pelicans finishing above the Lakers at?
1: What do you mean in wins?
2: Like do you think they could have more wins than the Lakers? Yeah.
1: I would give it a 33% chance. Oh, because, I like that. Just because it's like the injury history of Anthony Davis. I know it's been overblown because there are a lot of seasons where they just shut him down because they were done trying to win, but it it seems like he gets hurt every single game whether it's serious or not, which mm-hmm. and there are all these different injuries and I would think that sort of increases the likelihood that he misses significant time and then if he misses significant time that forces LeBron to ferry a much heavier burden and in his age 35 season I don't know how much of a great model that is and so you know also even maybe the Lakers are worse than we expect just because it shouldn't take them long to figure this out but maybe you shouldn't be playing Anthony Davis with Dwight Howard and Javal McGee at the same time yeah <laughs> so, I'm
2: amazed that I mean it just blows my mind that that's even like
1: they won't close that's how they're gonna like start that. the season but I'm just saying maybe that's something that factors in. Yeah. Oh, another note, it was really I, I, I'm rich to see Lakers fans get mad at uh, a lot of people were like posting Lonzo's step back and saying, look at his new jump shot. And they were like, we've been telling you this for years <laughs> and, and things like that. Uh, I was, I I know the step back has been a part of his game. I, I didn't watch him in high school, but it, it's definitely been a part of his game since UCLA. Um and so I guess the people who were tweeting that it was new, but like we can't pretend that uh Lonzo Ball has been like this great shooter. He shot thirty under thirty one percent on step backs last year. And so if he's gonna make them at a much higher <laughs> Well and level... even
2: even this preseason he's at like thirty two percent from the field and thirty percent from three. So we probably need to pump the brakes yet again on yeah,
1: him. So he did shoot well on step backs during his rookie season. I just thought I think it's endearing that Lakers fans are still loyal to, to Lonzo Ball even though he's no longer
2: yeah it's like how they still claim isaac bonga as we learned recently
1: that was it's really (laughs) funny because the lakers are responsible for finding him but they also gave him away for nothing yeah so it's just that was just mind-blowing but there's your isaac bonga tangent for the the (laughs) totals podcast
2: isaac bonga future all-star according to uh 538's new projection system
1: good for the wizards man and congratulations to the Lakers scouting department (laughs)
2: yeah well Um, done all around